Welcome to the C3 Church Watson podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Good morning. It's great to be with you in week three of our series called Done. And uh, in week one, I don't know if you caught that, but if you didn't, you should go and check that out. Um, Pastor Mel talked about our faith being like a muscle uh, and you, it gets a good workout and grows when we face tests, which is, you know, not awesome, but it, it builds our faith. And another thing that builds our faith is praising God and declaring the promise. Last week, in week two, she talked about the factor of trust. Um, when we trust God, we, we let go of our way of doing things and we, we obey Him and we embrace His way of doing things. And um, doubt sits on the outskirts of our faith. So sort of when we're bumping up against it, it's a good sign that we're in growth, growth territory. So yeah, catch up on those two if you miss them. But here we go with week three of done. Faith builds on hope. Faith builds on hope. If you don't have faith for a situation that you might be walking through right now, start with hope and build from there. Faith is, the Bible tells us, the substance of hope. It takes the bare bones of hope and puts flesh on that, puts substance on it. Ask yourself this question. What if I saw the long-term uh, guaranteed nature of God's plans that cannot be thwarted um, and his promises that he's good to deliver on, if I saw that the way he does? If I could get a little sneaky peek at his perspective on things, would I be falling into worry or fear? Would I be wasting hours churning all the negative possibilities in my mind? Or would I exude confidence and be one of those irrepressible, annoying people who's just really positive all the time. Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 5 says that God knew you and had plans in mind for you before conception. Imagine that. Before you were conceived, he knew what he had planned for you, for me. Don't try to dismiss it as Old Testament irrelevant stuff either because when it gets brought into the New Testament in Galatians 1.15, it says, God set me apart from my mother's womb and called me by his grace. Psalms 139 verse 16 says, All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came about. We can tap into this sense of certainty and long-term success when we start to remind ourselves that God has had his plan for us for a long time and he's good to deliver on anything he promises. You might be facing a situation with a wayward teenager who seems to be going off the rails. You might have zero faith about that. I don't know what to believe in. I don't know whether I believe. You've got no faith. You don't have any specific word about it. Let's start with, what does hope look like for you in that situation? I tell you, it looks like refusing to entertain negative predictions that are either just coming from inside of you or even coming at you from other people. Negative predictions. Oh, this is going to turn out bad. Oh, he's just like his brother. 
negative predictions. It's refusing to entertain those. There's a big difference between a thought that passes by and a fleeting thought and one where you invite it in for a cup of tea. Sit down in the living room. Let's have a big old chat. I'll entertain you. Don't entertain negative predictions. And become stubborn in your stance that somehow God is going to work this out. I don't know how. I don't know when. But somehow he's going to do something. Then you've laid a foundation of hope for God to bring you a specific inspired word for you to put your faith in and you can transition from a place of hope to a place of faith. You've got an upgrade. Because faith is based on the word of God to us. The word of God can take different forms. There are so many promises already permanently on the record in the Bible Many times when I'm praying with someone and encouraging them to help them find a place of hope and a place of faith, I steer them at promises that I know in the Bible. I remember this one. I remember that one. And I say, oh, this is the right one for you. And it just goes, click. It is the right one. Yes, I see that now. And this this, um, dynamic shifts. Everything changes once there's a specific word that somebody can hang on to um, instead of living with hope without any substance suddenly now they're standing in faith on the promise there are resources published online and offline where you can find all the promises of God in categories and subcategories and you can look them up by topic if you're going through a situation find some resources look it up find the topic and get a word from the Bible that's specific for your situation. When you find the right one, it gets quickened to your spirit. You know, it, there's, a, there's something inside you connects to it, and you know it is God using things that were written down millennia ago to speak to you today. And that's incredible. That is incredible. And that is the timeless nature of the living word of God, even though it's been written thousands of years ago. This actually happened to me when I was considering whether to go to my current school to find a job, to ask for a job. God gave me a specific verse. It's not those who are well who need a doctor. I knew as soon as he gave it to me, it went off like a clanging cymbal inside me and I knew that God was using 2,000-year-old text to speak to my situation in the here and now. And as if that isn't supernatural enough, God is still speaking today. Um, He can give a word in your spirit that you didn't read anywhere. It's not written down. It's specific for you and your situation. It can be a very specific thing. He can speak to you through a prophet or just through a friend who knows how to use the gifts of the spirit. You'll get that same sense of connection and rightness inside um, and, and you'll know God is speaking to me. God is speaking to me. Then you can stand on it and you can work that muscle that Pastor Mel was talking about and speak it yourself until it fully comes to pass. When we line up what we're saying with what God's saying, it is the most powerful force in the universe. That alignment is powerful. It's literally faith in action to discipline ourselves to talk this way. Making declarations in the face of no physical evidence yet. Nothing has changed Nothing is happening, but I am making this declaration. It has creative power to stamp things as done and bring them into existence. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 20 says, 
no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. I'm not sure if you caught that, but we actually partner up with God Almighty and make stuff happen by talking differently. In Christ, every promise God has made and will make is a guaranteed yes. Our job is to add our amen to the yes that's already in place. It's yes already because of what Christ has achieved. We add our amen to that and we are partnering with God. When we stand in faith declaring something to be done, like Abraham did, we might look a little deluded on the surface, but we are not deluded. You and I can be fully aware the answer has not yet happened, the solution has not yet come into view, I don't quite know how it's going to work out, but partnering with God, we are in the process of bringing it about by the way we talk. Psalms 106 verse 12 says they believed his promises and sang his praise. What's one of the results of standing on a promise? Praise. You start to give God gifts of praise, talking about all these good qualities and, and how good he is. When you've got something concrete that he said to you to hang on to, you, you feel more connected to him and, and being with him feels different. It's like when your child has been really hoping to do something fun with you in the school holidays. Maybe sometime, some, someplace, dad will do something fun with me. That's hope, right? That's hope. Then you take it to the next level when you tell them that you plan to take them to the movies sometime this week. Everything's changed. You haven't even bought a ticket yet. We're not getting in the car. They're not holding the popcorn. But they've got a word from you, a promise that they can hang their hat on. They've, they've promoted from hope to faith. 2 Corinthians 8 verse 2 says, In the midst of a very severe trial, their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. Another result of standing on a promise means you act differently. You don't just talk differently, you act differently too. In no human perspective does it make any sense to be generous and be giving stuff away and giving money away when you are in need yourself. It doesn't make sense in a human way of thinking. But in the kingdom, it makes all the sense. It makes perfect sense. If you're standing on promises, you know that finding someone and buying them some groceries or, or buying someone a coffee or anonymously gifting money to, to a desperate need situation is only going to lead to better outcomes for you, not worse. You know, grabbing it and hoarding it and keeping it because of your own need, we get that. That's humanity. That's normal. But God's promises are bigger than that. And they're going to change the way you act. So, to sum up, can we change outcomes? Yes, we can. How we do that? Three things. Even if you haven't reached a place of faith, start with hope. Expect that good things are going to happen and somehow God is going to work it out. Build on that hope further by finding a written promise or seeking a spoken promise that you can hang your faith on. Stand in faith and start acting and talking like the answer will happen. 
work together with God's guaranteed yes by adding your amen and praising him until physically you see things start to change. I hope that blessed you today. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au. We hope to see you in church again this weekend.